You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 178, The Audition Survival Guide, What Every Actor Needs to Know. Let's get started. My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, and today we're talking about auditioning. Yes, our favorite topic. Not really, but it's important, right? Because auditioning for musical theater production can be nerve-wracking, but with the right preparation, actors can enter the audition room feeling confident and ready to shine. Now, in this episode, we're going to explore the essential steps to preparing for a musical theater audition from doing research on the show and the character to selecting the right audition material and preparing for what we all experience, no matter how many times we do this, nerves. Now, I've been doing this for longer than I can even remember. And even though it does get a little bit easier over time, it's still stressful and it's still a an important part of my journey as an actor is getting better at auditioning. So I'm going to share with you my expertise on vocal and physical warm-ups, mindfulness and meditation, as well as what not to do when preparing for an audition from personal experience. I'll also talk about tips for the day of the audition and what to do afterward to stay positive and continue improving your craft. Because whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, this episode is going to provide you with valuable insight and advice for anyone looking to succeed in musical theater auditions. Now, before we get started, if you haven't already, go on over to actoraesthetic.com journal to get your copy of the Actor Aesthetic Audition Journal template. Then with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Auditioning can be an intimidating experience, but it's important to remember that preparation is key. And with the right preparation, you can walk into an audition feeling confident and ready to show the casting team what you're capable of. So let's start with the basics. When preparing for a musical theater audition, what should actors be doing to get ready? Well, first and foremost, you need to do your research. This is so important. I cannot stress this enough. Research. You should start by familiarizing yourself with the show you're auditioning for or for the character you're hoping to play and the style of the show. This means anything from listening to the cast recording, reading the script if you can, and watching performances of the show if possible. Sometimes when you audition for a show, if it's a professional show, they might send you the script of the full musical. That's not always the case. I've been to several auditions recently where that wasn't true, but there is a way to get around this if you're looking to read the script of the show. 
couple different ways you can do this. You can look at the theatrical publishers like Samuel French, Dramatists, Play Service, and Musical Theater International who offer licensed copies of scripts for purchase. You can also visit your local library, which may have copies of scripts available for borrowing. Amazon might have it, Barnes & Noble, or other booksellers that offer published scripts. Or even the websites of Broadway musicals may offer scripts or script samples for download or purchase. Sometimes you might be able to find shortened versions or even the full version of a show if you look up on Google the name of the show and PDF, because sometimes schools and different places will upload it to their website for their cast to read. Now, if you can't do that, the other way I suggest learning about the show is, of course, reading as much as possible about it and looking it up on YouTube. It's your best friend. You're going to be able to find so many different versions of the show and the songs and the casts if the show has been out for a long time. Maybe you're auditioning for a show that was written in the 1960s, so you might be able to find revivals and different school productions of it and regional productions of it. Now, you might not be able to find a bootleg of the show, but you can certainly find a lot of stuff on YouTube. What I also suggest you do is look into the catalog of the music that the writers have written before and also the different kinds of plays and books that the writers have written. It's important to understand their styles. So the more you can understand the style of the composer and lyricist and the playwright, the better you're going to understand the show that you're auditioning for. Once you've done your research, what comes next? Well, You need to choose the right audition material, and this means selecting a song that showcases your strengths as a performer and fits in the style of the show you're auditioning for. Now, sometimes when you audition for a show, if you're auditioning for a professional show, lots of times they give you actual material from the show that you'll be singing for your audition. So you won't have to prepare anything except for the music that was given to you. But if you do have to walk into that audition with a song from your audition book, this is a really great time to make sure that your audition book is ready to go with music that you could sing at any given moment. They could ask you, what else do you have in your book? And you might have to sing something that sounds nothing like the show you're auditioning for, but they just want to see what else you got. And to that, I always say make sure that you have a contemporary musical theater song, a traditional musical theater song, and some pop and rock stuff. Traditional musical theater being golden age stuff, anything from the 1940s through the 1960s, contemporary music being anything from the last 20 to 30 years or so that hit the Broadway musical theater scene, and pop rock being anything, literally anything that was made famous from the radio. Now, if you only have to sing one song that, you know, maybe they're asking you for a 16 to 32 bar cut of a song and they don't really give you any other instructions, then it's really important that that song suits you well and also fits the style of the show you're auditioning for. You don't want to sing a pop musical theater song for an audition for The Sound of Music. Does that make sense? It doesn't need to fit exactly, but it should showcase the style of music that you would be singing in the show. The reason why it's important to have an audition book for this situation is because you don't want to necessarily be learning a song the night before an audition or two nights before an audition. Here's why. You can learn the song. Maybe it suits you really well and maybe it fits the style of the show that you're auditioning for well. But then when you get to the audition, no matter, again, how seasoned you are as a performer or auditioner, 
nerves are going to come into play. And that might mean that your words go when you're singing. You forget the words or you forget how it goes or you're not as comfortable as it as you would be with another song that you've been singing for a long time that's in your audition book. So that's why having an audition book is important. And if you want to learn more about that, go to actoraesthetic.com slash book. I'll give you literal song titles that you should be putting in your book right now, as well as the other types of songs that you should have in your book when it comes to auditioning. You also want to make sure that your sheet music is clean and well-marked for the accompanist. I talk all about that in my musical theater audition book course, which you can get at actoraesthetic.com book. Now, what about monologues? Should actors prepare one? Well, it depends on the audition. Some auditions may specifically ask for a monologue, while others may only require a song. I will say most of the auditions I've been on in my lifetime, I have not had to do a monologue, but occasionally I do, especially if I'm going to more of an open call for the entire season at a theater. And that is because a theater typically does not just musicals, it'll do plays. And so you want to be able to be considered for everything. And it would really stink if you went to an audition and they asked you for a monologue and you were empty handed. So it's good to have a monologue on hand just in case. And again, for that, you just need a traditional one and a more contemporary one. And I think you're good to go. So you've done your research and then you've chosen your material. What else can you do to prepare for that musical theater audition before you walk in the door? Well, you want to be working on your vocal and physical warm-ups. That means doing exercises to warm up your voice and body before you go into the audition room. I love, love, love to do lip trills. It gets the air flowing for me, the little... That really makes me focused. It makes my air and breath support focused and it really gets me into gear. And I also love to do physical warmups too, as if I'm almost auditioning for a dance musical because it's all connected. When you get your body warmed up, you're also getting your voice warmed up. And then what about the nerves? How can actors combat audition nerves? A great way to fight the urge to give into nerves and nervousness is to practice mindfulness and meditation. Now, when it comes down to it, it's going to be whatever works for you. But for me, mindfulness, meditation, a combination of the two have helped me calm my mind and ease anxieties about auditioning. I used to listen to uh, the Calm app. I also used to listen to the, I believe it was the Meditation Timer app. That's a really good one. You can listen to guided meditation where someone actually speaks and helps you through meditation practices, or you can just listen to mindful music, calming music. Uh, Sometimes I like to listen to lo-fi hip-hop music. You can look that up on Spotify. Like Playlists have been made for this, where people like to listen to that kind of music for studying and for stressful circumstances. Um, That's really good because there's no lyrics. There's just nice calming music in the background. Now, I don't really love listening to meditation music anymore just because it's not, just doesn't suit what I need now. I think I need something that's a little bit more me. And so that's why I like the lo-fi hip hop stuff, but it's still really gentle and has a little bit of a beat and just feels good to listen to without the lyrics. Sometimes I also like to think of myself once I enter that room as a different person or the character that I'm auditioning for, 
instead of me, I think what happens is, yes, when you walk into the audition, you're still you. And then when you start performing as the character you're auditioning for, then you become the character. But something about putting myself into someone else's shoes, um, the character's shoes, even when I walk in the door, it kind of puts the pressure off of myself you know it it makes me think okay they're not actually focused on me they're focusing on the character and that's helpful separating the two another way too is of course to focus on the work rather than the outcome because at the end of the day so when you think of auditioning especially when you get to it at a professional level you really want to think of every single audition as a way to work towards your goal it's not about the outcome. It's not about booking every single job because Lord knows you're not going to, and I sure haven't, and no one has booked every single job they've auditioned for. But every single audition helps you work a little bit closer towards your goal. So what is your goal? Is your goal to book a regional show or maybe your first community theater production or the lead in your high school musical? Or maybe it's to book a Broadway show. Every single audition you go to, whether or not you book the role, is going to help you get a little bit closer to that. It's going to help you gain your confidence. It's going to help you get more prepared. It's going to help to teach you work ethic and what works for you. It's going to help bring your personality out, and it's going to help ease your nerves. So no, every single audition is not going to book you the job, and you shouldn't think of it that way. It's not all life and death. And something that someone taught me once at school was that people can smell the anxiety and the desperation on you if you need that job, if you need that show, if you really want that role. So you have to think of it almost as if you're not going to get the show, you're not going to get the role, and instead you're just doing it for the love of what you do. And if you get the show, great. That's just the cherry on top, but it's not the end all be all. That feels good. And that translates really well in the audition room. So now let's talk about what not to do. And this is from very personal experience. One thing you should really avoid is over-rehearsing. So it's important to be prepared, but rehearsing too much can lead to burnout, fatigue. You can really tire out your voice, tire out your body if you're going over and over and over and over the material. What you want to focus on is building longevity in your career and stamina with your physicality so that you're able to do a show eight times a week if that's what you want to do, if you want to be in a Broadway show. But you don't want to kill yourself and you don't want to work too hard that you're starting to not love it anymore. And then another problem with over-rehearsing is that it tends to come off as too polished, too clean, almost robotic. I see this happen a lot whenever I used to sit in on auditions for college programs. Um, at my school, you know, you could tell the the student that walked in and, and had been singing the song so many times over and over and over and over and over again for their parents, for their teachers, for their classmates, for their audition coaches, so much so that it becomes robotic. Like you can just tell that the choices made within the song don't seem authentic to the person singing at that moment. So you really want to make sure that you're not over-rehearsing to a point where it becomes over-rehearsed, robotic, not authentic. What about the audition day itself? You know, one thing you want to be careful of is comparing yourself to others. Yeah, I know it's really much easier said than done, but I, I'm going to remind you again, and I'm going to remind you as many times as I possibly can on this podcast, every actor is unique, and 
it's really important that you focus on showcasing your strengths and your abilities and remember that there is only one you in this industry. You might look up to some people in the industry, you might even look up to me, but you're not me. You're not Kristen Chenoweth or Idina Menzel, random names that just popped off of my head. You're you. And that is so awesome. And you could be the next superstar in this industry without having to be anyone else but yourself. Isn't that so awesome and exciting? You know, when you think about these superstars in the industry, they don't really sound like anyone but themselves, right? It's not like they they rose to fame by pretending to be another big star. They're just themselves. And that's pretty cool. So remember that, that there is room at the table for you. There is room for everyone in this industry. You just have to keep focusing on your strengths and your abilities. Also, on the day of your audition, yes, you want to arrive early and be prepared. Make sure you have everything you need. That includes your sheet music in your audition binder, your headshot, your resume. You want to even include some extras just in case anything happens, just in case someone else wants an extra copy. Now, when you put together your headshot and resume, I like to print my headshots eight by 10. I staple my headshot and my resume back to back. I print my resume separately, staple them back to back on all four corners. And then I also cut the edges off of my the paper that I printed my resume on so that everything fits together and is neat and tidy. And then, of course, don't forget to dress appropriately for the audition. Now, that doesn't mean you have to wear a dress and heels. I actually just made an Instagram reel on this because, you know, it's silly. If you don't feel comfortable in a dress and heels or just like some nice pants, like you don't have to do that. You can wear whatever you want. And I think what's so exciting about the industry now is that we're we're moving in the direction of just this. We're moving to, into the direction of individuality. And that's pretty cool. You get to walk into an audition now and wear boots and pants and not have to wear a nude heel and a royal blue dress like every other person there. That's really cool. And what I'll tell you is this. If you've been told otherwise, if you've been told you have to wear a certain thing because that's what your voice teacher said or your your dance teacher said, I am literally in the greatest city in the world right now and I'm auditioning and I'm performing and this is the standard. The standard is no longer the typical everyday dress and heels. It is whatever you think is appropriate for the audition, for the style of the show, and for your body. So wear what you feel makes you look and feel amazing and also you can give a little hint to the show you're auditioning for, the character that you want to portray. Don't get too costumey with it. You don't have to wear exactly what the character in the show wears, but you can nod to it. You can hint at it in your attire that you choose. And ultimately, you can wear whatever you want as long as it's appropriate for the show and appropriate to you. When you're actually in the audition room, you want to be as courteous and also as open as possible. So you want to be respectful of the team behind the table. You really want to be respectful to your accompanist who is going to play your music for you. Um, you know, they're your partner in crime. They're the people who are going to best represent you in the room. So as long as you're courteous to your pianist and you also have marked your sheet music up nicely so that they can read it and easily interpret it, you should be good to go. If you're bringing in a song of your own, you can 
pat lightly on your body, the tempo of the song while singing a little cut of it just so they have an idea. Don't snap at them or pound on the piano or anything like that. Certainly don't clap. And then just be sure to notate anything in the music that's different than what the actual song is. So if you have a cut or something in there that you want them to know, maybe a tempo change or a key change, you can highlight that and then also just point it out to them before you actually sing. Make sure you have a strong beginning and ending to the song, whether that's an intro to the song that's written out, or if you just want a bell tone, maybe just the starting note and then you start right on it. And then make sure, of course, the ending is clearly cut. And then you walk out to the center of the room, you can introduce yourself if you want, and then you just go for it. Lots of times if I like to read the room and if they want to have a conversation with me before I begin, that's fine. Otherwise, I just like to say, hey guys, I'm Maggie Barra. This is my song from this show and thanks so much. And then I just look at the pianist, I give him a nod, and then I begin my song. Once I'm done with the song, I say thank you so much. If they want anything else, they will let you know. Otherwise, you very politely take your music from the pianist. Make sure to thank them for their service and then head out the door. Don't forget to bring your water bottle or anything else that you might have left in the audition room. It's so embarrassing if you go back in there and say, oh, I forgot my my music book or my water bottle. And they're like talking about you. It's the worst. Then once you get out of the room, if there's an audition monitor out there and maybe there's a list of the people that were in the room, make sure to uh, take a picture of that and write that down so that you can put that in your audition journal. It's good to know who you performed for, for future reference. You can also write down your experience really quickly, what you wore, what you did in the room, if you had any notes, if they gave you any tips or advice, made you do it again, any uh, callback you might have received in the room or afterwards. Just write all that down. Also important for you to know for future reference. And then most importantly, stay positive and keep working on your craft. Throw all of that out. You're done with the audition. Move on. And if something comes from it, great. And if not, that's okay because you've moved on and you're already on to the next one. A good habit after auditions is to treat yourself maybe to something that you don't normally have. Maybe it's ice cream or something nice that just puts you in a good mood and and celebrates the end of a stressful day. And that's all I have for you. You know, if you've made it this far, remember that auditions are not going to make or break you. They're not life ending or life beginning. Um, Yeah, a good audition may get you the job, but you could do the best you possibly can in the room. You could have outsung everyone and still not get the job. There are a lot of other factors that you can't control. And instead of wallowing over that, that should actually free you from the responsibilities that are out of your control. So Focus on what you can control and leave the rest to the business. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, share it to your Instagram story. I love to see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already left a review of the podcast, please shoot me a nice little five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening today. If you have some topic suggestions you'd like to hear from me next, feel free to shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic or at Maggie Barra. It takes a village. I'll see you next week. Bye.